like we do it. Hey, hey, it's the Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gundelson and Lee Radswell, along with my co-host, Stacey Noel Connor. Welcome to PCP Pop Culture. Hey, hey! Congratulations, the strike is over! Yeah, I'm on my way to an Oscar! <laughs> You know, it's it's exciting because the strike has ended right as the uh, FYC season, which is for your consideration season, has mm. just ended. And I was on the SAG nominating committee this year for motion pictures, and I missed out and didn't get to go to any of the FYC events because mm. of the fucking strike. Not that I'm bitter or anything. It's just that I feel like, I should that should be extended to me to next year that at least I get to go to the FYC events because it's not my fault. And I think after 23 years of membership, I should be allowed to uh, go. <laughs> so <laughs> I think you should also to make up for that loss this year, next year, maybe we could tweet this or slide it into Fran's DM, Fran Dresser's mm-hmm. DMs, is you should get the nominee possibly the winner gift bag or the presenter gift bags. Exactly. All of them across the awards show board. I would love that. I would love that. I could use that. I'll write that off on my taxes. It's fine. I've got a create, I've got a creative accountant at TurboTax. So perfect. (laughs) 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 Well, what, what, what like pop culture news do we have that like doesn't involve Taylor Swift? I don't know. (laughs) You know, there. You know, there is something, I don't know if you guys have heard of her. She's this little known, she's blonde too, like like Taylor, like little known, but we think she's up and coming. Yeah, (laughs) she's up and coming and we want to give her a shot. Her name is like Brit, 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 Britney Steers. Britney Spears. It's Britney, bitch. Britney, bitch. (laughs) Oh my God. That was like the sweetest Instagram post that she had about Taylor Swift, about meeting Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift backstage at one of her concerts. I just thought that was like, I honestly, I read that uh, post and I teared up some and I was like, this is so sweet. And then you get to the end and there's this postscript where she bitches out her mom. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I was laughing. I was like, this is great. Cause I, I usually don't like it when people get messy on the interwebs, you know, on social media where people can like see like their personal business. But I do, I do have newfound respect for Brittany doing this on social media because of how closed off she was and how, um, how much her voice was silenced. And so now it's Mm -hmm. like, she's like, fuck it. I'm just going to put it all out there. Like if you are going to try to make like, she, so I listened to the Britney Spears memoir over the last two days. I finished it. I got it for free Mm -hmm. on Spotify premium. And so I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. And I just blew through this thing. I cried several times. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, honestly it is the new feminist manifesto to be honest with you like the amount of times that she was just like 
basically the way that guys get away with so much and me as a woman could not and and women Mm. in general i just was like yes girl yes and she's like i still call you know people sir and ma'am like all the time and i get and i get shit on all the time so she'll still call people sir and ma'am but she's not gonna have her family trash talking her anymore she's gonna put it out there in public she's gonna do it you know she's also like she's kind of like am i a little weird yeah i think i think i've gone a little weird now and i was like okay she sees it too so she's kind of i think she's i think from reading her book my opinion is she just don't give a fuck anymore and so i think calling her crazy or unhinged or whatever does no good and i don't think it would be I, I think that she just truly just doesn't give a fuck anymore. She's like, I'm in my forties now. I'm finally free after being basically contained, not even in the gilded cage. Like she was in a cage for 13 years. I so. heard this story that for a couple of years, her father only allowed her to eat like canned vegetables and plain and grilled chicken. chicken. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, was and it then like she, weight then loss would, or was it like a psychological Tactic. He would tell her that she was fat and all the time and he would and then she would he would put her on these diets but then she wouldn't lose weight basically and mm. she basically is like because my body's like so mad like cuz it can't do what it wants to do and it's basically you know it's psychological weight in a sense mm-hmm. she basically admitted that like she started losing weight after after she got out of this conservatorship like it mm. just kind of came off of her because she was like, I'm free. I'm free of all of this shit. So yeah, like it's, it really was about how like also how, how much they like tried to beat down her spirit. And she was like, I thought it basically, she thought if she was finally good enough, she would be let out of this, this thing, but she was, she wasn't ever going to be let out of this thing. And she actually, the interesting thing though, which I found inspiring and made me cry um, was that a lot of the work and the pressure that they put her under, it almost, it went through this cycle of starting to break her down and doing all of that and doing all of that to her. But then at, at a point she just realized how strong she was for doing all of this for so long and for so many years and that it wasn't going to get any better, but she'd been, if she didn't do it herself, and how basically all the things they tried to do to break her basically made her stronger in the mm-hmm. long run. And that's what made her realize that she could do this, that she could get out of her conservatorship, that, that basically being compliant and saying, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, wasn't, wasn't getting her anywhere. But it was her final. And then she also says she gets kind of you know, woo-woo-y, which is, was actually beautiful and made me cry too, um, that when she was – locked up in this rehab facility for like over two months when she wasn't, didn't need rehab. Like she needed, she needed help, but she needed emotional help. She didn't need like drug rehab. This is when she was put on lithium and all this stuff. She's Mm. like, I really believe that my fans could feel me. and could feel that I was in trouble. And that's basically when the free Britney movement started and a nurse actually showed her something like a free Britney thing. And so she like realized that like her fans knew that she was in trouble Mm -hmm. and that started to give her hope. And I was like, Oh my God, I was like, I'm 
I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this this girl. I was like, it, it was just, you know, it was nice to finally hear that and hear that coming from her, and um, and not through a a tweet or a or an Instagram post, you know. So, but but everything that she talked about, the culmination of that entire book, just kind of made me realize, like a little have a little bit more like perspective on her Instagram posts, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. So I'm yeah, kind of like, I, I read her Instagram posts in this like manic pixie voice that mm-hmm. I imagine there. And that's why when I think of her book, I hear the book in her, in the voice I've made up of her mm-hmm. captions. So, so well, they're, they're a little more well, stable think about than, it. The the last the main time that we've heard her voice was on that call that was broadcast for that hearing, and she read her out her statement. And she read it so fast because she was so mm-hmm. nervous, and it sounded like she was on Adderall or something like that because of how fast she read it. And so I think that's the voice that we all hear is that manic voice yeah. that was reading that thing. So she reads uh, she reads the like the dedication and a, like an author's note. Um, in this, but then Michelle Williams reads all the rest of it and she did a really good job. Um, but I, if you, I, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It gave me a lot more perspective, you know, shamed me did, for some of the thoughts and things that I said at least 10 years ago. Did, did you see what SNL did with her book last night and how I did it became not. a Twitter scandal? No, but I, I've heard about the Twitter. I heard about it right before we started recording, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I'm reading it right now, and I'm like, so um, I I had seen this tweet when the book came out, and I thought it was real. This guy named Brian at the Half Blood Lad posted this kind of. Uh, he made up an excerpt from her book that was about her on Justin Timberlake and their first time sleeping together. Mm-hmm. And it was so believable. I thought it was real. She, he put as a quote from the book, okay, I'm ready. Put it in. I said, and he replied, it's already in my world <laughs> collapsed. And yeah, I'm blushing a little. This is the kind of like thing I normally like sweep under the rug. Like, ah, it's not really a pro. No, <laughs> I give this guy credit because even I believed it. It was all over Twitter. It was oh her, gosh. like, and anyways, SNL did a skit last night about her book, the reading of her book, and they included that tweet as an excerpt. <laughs> As if that what? was really a line oh in the book. They stole his tweet as a <gasps> quote from the book. Oh, my gosh. So well, I, and, I find I that tweet hilarious because that's a great burn on Justin Timberlake. Like, hello. Yeah. And mean, it was believable. Like, everyone mm-hmm. went with it. And so it made it into the SNL skit last night. Well, something that people really... I don't feel like we're talking about that. At least I haven't heard is that she admits that she had sex when she was a freshman in high school. She's like, mm. I had sex in, like with my, my, my boyfriend freshman year of high school. He's my brother's best friend who was a senior at the time. And so she's like, so she, and so basically, and she addressed it later. She's like, why did they have to make me out to be like some virgin all this time? So basically mm-hmm. her people made her lie and tried to make her out to be a virgin 
all the freaking time. And she hadn't been yeah. a virgin since she was basically 14 years old, which shouldn't be surprising to, to honestly, to anybody, especially who grew up in the South. I'm sorry. Girls from Kentwood, mm-hmm. Louisiana. Like there's nothing to do down there in Kentwood, Louisiana, <laughs> except for some good Proms and fun. baby showers overlap. <laughs> I mean, look, her sister still got pregnant at 16, and that girl's living yeah. in LA. I mean, I've, so. I, I'm reading about this now. I'm like, it's brilliant. The, I read that tweet when he wrote it. It was like the week the book came out, and I thought it was real. And it was kind oh of like. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. And, yeah, SNL stole it. So that's fun. Shout out to the half blood lad. Oh, my gosh. I have to look that one up. I'm seething with jealousy, but that was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I have to say, if people haven't read or listened to Brittany's memoir, go for it. Listen, if you've got a Spotify premium account, you can listen to it for free on Spotify. So Mm -hmm. go for it. I am waiting. I'm also a big uh, library book person, although I tend to um, get them digitally from the library and have them sent to my Kindle. I am on a waiting list for another memoir, which is Barbara Streisand's memoir. I'm excited to read Mm. that. But I am like number like 238 on a list of like 500 people. Apparently it started off as like 350 something. So I've I've moved up, but I still still think I have like 10 weeks left on the waiting list to read it. I know I could go buy it, but memoirs, for some reason, I don't like to buy. Other books I will buy. It, it just kind of depends. I don't know. Um, but I also I believe I, I in our like, public library system. So I like biographies the most. I mean, that's how I've learned so much of like mm-hmm. the weird things I've learned. I taught, I taught myself with a library card, and <laughs> I don't like buying books either. No, no offense to authors. I, no, I like buying books, but I like buying certain books. I don't know. It depends. It just depends. I have to, another memoir I will recommend is um, Viola Davis's memoir. It's amazing. That's one. Mm. If uh, if you like a good cry, oh my god. If you want an inspirational cry, oh my god. It's just oh, it's you can't put it down. It's page turner. I mean, you you think she's an amazing actress? Oh my god, just read this book. It's incredible. So anywho, but that's besides the point. That's uh, Stacy's book recommendations. There we go. Yeah, we have a book club now. <laughs> oh, I think we should address something real quick for this week, which we didn't on the Bravo episode. But um, Nate is not with us this week because he is having a buckle fat removal done. So he can't really talk. His jaw's wired shut while his cheek, while his newly hollowed cheeks mm-hmm. heal. He's trying to get... Another thing like, that makes me jealous. These two, they're trying to give... They're like in the gaunt Olympics here, the two of them, you know, I want to be a nineties heroin chic. Well, That's get COVID again. <laughs> so, <laughs> actually get COVID. You still haven't had it. So <laughs> no, no, I don't think I have. Mm-mm. If I have, it was probably like asymptomatic or whatever. You're, whatever. Such, you're such, a, such a bitch. <laughs> I've given myself lung damage in other ways though. This so. is true. Yeah. 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 I don't think COVID could survive in my lungs with all the menthol. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, we're going to hell, man. Oof. Oof. Oh, speaking of going to hell, um, 
Kiki Palmer's ex-boyfriend Darius. He's going to Helm. Oh, he's. Yeah. he's, he's I'm glad to- she got rid of him. Hmm. I mean, even mm-hmm. before we we now know why the um domestic violence um issues that she suffered through and she got a restraining order and kicked him to the curb but even that first glimpse we had of his behavior it was on Mm -hmm. twitter Mm -hmm. where he shamed her for an outfit she wore to an usher concert Mm -hmm. publicly shamed her that was the first glimpse of like this guy has like control issues i mean that's the thing if if a man will do that to you in public if a man does that to a woman in public that's not even a tenth of what he does to her in private. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if you ever see, like, if you ever see a man do that to a woman in public, just know that it is worse. That something is going on at home behind those. Yeah, doors. he ended up doubling down to the point, mm-hmm. and then he on Twitter, like, he fought people and fought people, and then um, he ended up deleting his account. But what? what's come out is so much worse. So it's mm-hmm. shout out to her yeah, for getting rid I mean, of them. Look, these, these insecure fucking losers, which is what I will call men who do this. They are insecure losers. And what they do is they attach themselves to strong, powerful women and they leech off of them. That's the thing is that I'm sure at first what he did to her was that he like, he built her up and he was like, I love, I love your strength. I love your power. I love like how like, you know, strong you are and how out there you are and everything like that. And then the minute she finally kind of like, you know, surrendered to the relationship and to him, he turned it around on her. Do you know what I mean? Her, she was mm-hmm. too sexy. She was too powerful. She was too much. She was all of that. And he had to like squash it because they cannot stand for the thing that they are attracted to, they will they want to snuff it out. They like want to this light that they're attracted to. They can't stand it. It's too bright for them. They have to put it out somehow. And I just I cannot I cannot abide. So I'm glad you know what in a sense I'm glad he did that in public. That he put that tweet out in public. So it made everybody kind of aware of what was going on. So when this TRO is coming up, so then she was able to like post those pictures with the TRO and be able to get it. And we're all like sitting here going, yes, girl, we've got your back. We've got you. Like people are on alert. Basically the public's on alert. Like her, her fans are on alert. Even people who aren't her fans per se know what's going on and, and there's safety in that in some ways, hopefully there's, it's still dangerous for her, but you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta protect people. Yeah. Shout out to Kiki. Mm-hmm. We got you strong Kiki. We got you Kiki. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Free Kiki. Protect Kiki. We went from <laughs> free Britney to protect Kiki. Exactly. Free Britney, protect Kiki. Exactly. Look at us. We're being so supportive of people. <laughs> That's rare on this podcast. <laughs> the well, last one. We, we are two feminist the, icons here. So. <laughs> that's right. Well, I think we should leave on that note before it go, before I say something that will get us into trouble. Yeah, so I think that's smart. <laughs> you guys do not forget to support our journey through feminism and healing and <laughs> and our, and our desperate memoirs. thirst. 
Yeah, our desperate thirst to get famous and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and review Pretty Corrupt Podcast. You can also go on social media. That's TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're there. So our personal accounts linked on PCP. And, of course, do not forget, we've expanded to two episodes. So this is PCP Pop Culture. But make sure to head on over to the Bravo Breakdown as well. So we'll see you next episode. Bye. Cause, cause, cause.